This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It seems every year there are organizations that are fighting, fighting, fighting very hard over being the most dysfunctional. But this season, one, one is walking away with it. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. We welcome in right now Kevin Clark, host of This is Football for Omaha Productions and for ESPN. Kevin, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, let's just start here. Is the most impressive feat this season the absolute debacle that the Carolina Panthers have become as quickly as they have? Well, the most impressive thing, guys, is having a shorter tenure as head coach than Urban Meyer, having less wins than Urban Meyer did in Jacksonville, and having a worse statistical rank on both sides of the ball than Urban Meyer. That is historical, generational stuff. Kudos to Frank Reich, and kudos to David Tepper for orchestrating it all. We did it! (laughs) We did it, baby! Mission accomplished! I mean, what a season. You Do you take some personal responsibility for this firing? I saw your Twitter feed yesterday. You were talking yeah. about how the Panthers should just end this now. I do take responsibility <laughs> only because if there's one owner who would read a tweet and make a decision based off it, it's David Tepper, right? Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it was so obvious. I mean, as I said in the tweet, what was David Tepper going to see that would make him happy? Uh, the job has changed, guys. Like it, it's not a normal job. Like if you took over the Bucks or you took over, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys next year. The job is to make David Tepper's decisions work. That's the job. He's in meetings. Um, he is the guy. If you, if you believe the reports that wanted Bryce Young in the first place over C.J. Stroud, even if Reich wanted Stroud, um, so that's that's the that's in the contract at this point. Is is deal with David Tepper and make that work. Now, uh, the the only downside is you might get fired and you might get thirty five million dollars to go along with that. That's why I think I, I've seen some tweets saying who's going to take this job. Well, somebody who wants thirty five million dollars um, to not work if you fail. So uh, it was just obvious. This is how David Tepper operates. Um, I'm not surprised this happened today. Kevin Clark, host of This is Football for Omaha Productions and ESPN with us. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Uh, at this point, though, yeah, the money aside, what can David Tepper do to fix this organization that he has really, really screwed up since he took over with the seventh head coach coming in the short span of about five years? I would do two things, the two-step process, guys. The first is hire a football-first GM to oversee everything. And the second thing I would do if I was David Tepper is to go to Bermuda and not come back for two years. <laughs> Don't have anything to do with football. Stop following football. Like, check the score on your phone, but, like, get out of it and let the guys who you hire do the jobs they were hired for. The, um, the fact. Let me jump in real quick here. Let me jump in real quick. The fact that you could pitch that idea that it would actually be something he could do, and that he won't do it, <laughs> yeah. is truly mind-boggling. I would love to do like eight <laughs> percent of what you just suggested. <laughs> It's very easy. I'm asking you, David Tepper, to move to Bermuda, and you won't do it. Um, 
I think that talent-wise, uh, they basically lack anything. You know, I, I, I got some listener questions from my show last night saying, could C.J. Stroud have looked good in this offense? Yeah, he would have had better throws, would have had uh, higher highs, certainly, but he would get the crap knocked out of him, just like Bryce Young does. I saw a stat that basically the last 400 quarterbacks in the NFL, Bryce Young in most statistical categories ranks uh, dead last. Um, this is – this is real bad. Um, and so I think you just do a full overhaul. You get rid of GM and get rid of anybody who's ever touched um, the football side of, of the Carolina Panthers. Start a new. Hire one person with a big personality who's going to get you out of this and, and stop following football David Tepper. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Uh, all right, Kevin, when we look at the Eagles and the Bills from yesterday, mm. Joe and I have talked about at length the fact that the Eagles make these mistakes, but they have this wider margin for error. Uh, I lean more toward the idea that they're just a flat-out great football team that yeah. is capable of overcoming these things. Do these little mistakes that they make eventually catch up with them or are they just the best team in the league? Listen, it's hard to say if something's going to catch up with them because it might it might catch up one time on, on January 30th or whatever and we all look like idiots if we say they're going to win the Super Bowl. But what the Eagles do better than anybody is play better when you're supposed to play your best. I know that sounds cliche, but you know, Bill Walsh used to say that the definition of clutch wasn't rising to vacation. There's no such thing. It's executing normally when everybody else loses their heads. And that's what this roster and Nick Sirianni do. Jalen Hurts just makes plays down the stretch. Devonta Smith makes plays down the stri- uh, stretch. A.J. Brown. Um, this team is built for the fourth quarter. They're physical. They wear teams down. All of the cliches that we hear when we roll, their eyes, we roll our eyes at are true about the Eagles. And so I have to execute as well as anybody in the league, um, starting with the, at the beginning of the third quarter on. And that's what you need to win games. Every game in this league essentially is a one-score game. It comes down to a handful of plays, five, six, seven plays, late in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter that will determine the outcome. And the Eagles are better at those plays than anybody else. The Bills have an abysmal one-score game record over the past calendar year. I think even going back further than that, Sean McDermott doesn't get his team in those situations to prepare, uh, prepared as well as Nick Sirianni does. And those are the sort of differences you see on a given play in overtime and late in the fourth quarter. MVP odds at the current moment. Jalen Hurts, your favorite at plus 150. Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, both 4-1. to one. Then Prescott, 8-1. to one. Tua, 10-1. to one. And then you get the Stroud, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. Who's the MVP in your eyes right now? Oh, my gosh. Um, right now, it's... I, I don't like any of the candidates, and I kind of don't like what the MVP award has become where it's best quarterback on the best team. If I had to give it to anybody, frankly, it would be Lamar Jackson. Um, but I, I, I'm withholding judgment on all of this. It's funny because Brock Purdy is number one in the league in APA for play and a bunch of these metrics, but we've decided that that's, that's just not going to work. Um, Jack Prescott, same situation. I think he's top three in APA for play. No one's really talking about him because they got their, their doors blown off by the Niners and kind of the narrative is going against him. So I guess that we're it, – it, it's, it's Jalen Hurts, Hurts' award to lose. I don't like how that developed. I think Jalen Hurts is an amazing quarterback. I don't think he's the most valuable player in football this year. I would love to be able to see a defensive player, a wide receiver, somebody like that um, get into this conversation over the next couple of weeks. I hope it happens. Um, but I, I, this is this is as, as brutal a, an MVP race as I can remember. And I hope that it gets us to change the conversation a little bit about what this award should be. Kevin Clark, he is host of This Is Football for Omaha and for ESPN with Carlin versus Joe. Uh, 
Kev, you tweeted it yesterday, and it is an outstanding yeah. tweet. It's a great, great question. What is the single worst decision an NFL team has made since January 1st of this year? There are a lot to choose from. So, Kevin, you tweeted it. What is your answer? So, I got 300 responses to this all in. That's it? And it was really funny, guys, because you have the obvious – you know, not picking CJ Stroud first overall, trading all that, all those picks to get the first overall pick, taking the wrong quarterback, all that stuff, right? The the franchise crippling decisions, and then you have people who think like the Eagles elevating Brian Johnson and being ten and one was the worst decision because there's Eagles fans and all politics is local, right? It was so funny to see the kind of anxieties of the fan bases come out there. So the answer is obviously everything the Panthers did. That's a clear number one. Number two for me, guys, is Derek Carr's contract. Because you are marrying yourself for the next three years for $100 million to a quarterback who is not a significant upgrade on Jameis Winston, statistically not even on Andy Dalton from last year. Um, this is one of the strangest decisions. When, by the way, there wasn't really much of a competition to get him. Um, I guess that there was some intrigue from the Jets, but they obviously could have gone and got out and get Aaron Rodgers, and they did. Um, to spend that much money on a guy who wasn't a significant upgrade, who couldn't be, who could not in any situation be a top 10 quarterback for you this year is mind-boggling. And I would put that above. There are a lot of people who said Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Well, if Aaron Rodgers played, all of their mistakes get solved. Aaron Rodgers, the GM, is bad, but Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, is good enough to solve the, Aaron Rodgers, the GM's problem and make Randall Cobb into a player. Make <laughs> Alan Lazard into a player. We've seen it. That part, to me, is fine. Even Daniel Jones, that's a two-year contract they can get out of. It's really one more year, and they can start planning for the future this offseason. The Derek Carr deal is an extra year. It's more money. It's mind-boggling. That, to me, is is the weirdest decision a team has made, non-Panthers division this year. It is an amazing, amazing question, because there are so many to choose from, and as we said, he tweeted it yesterday, so I should give out his Twitter handle. It's at uh, it's at ByKevinClark. His show is This is Football for Omaha Productions and ESPN. Kev, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. Anytime, guys. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. So we're throwing that question out to you. Basically, we're completely stealing it from Kevin and his Twitter, but we're putting it to you to dial in and be a part of it on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Work smarter, not harder. Why should I try when if I don't have to try and get the same results... I'm, I'm a lot more happy. Original content takes work. Exactly. Taking Kevin Clark's content takes no work. None whatsoever. That's the beauty of it. So hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line right now. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We want you to weigh in on this. What is the single worst decision made by any NFL franchise since January 1st of this year? You've got plenty to choose from. It's next. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Little funk, I like it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. On your smart speaker as well. Joseph, we're going to get to calls in a moment with fans weighing in on this question. The worst decision made by any NFL franchise since January 1st of this year. But first, we will give you ours. Your call's coming in just two minutes at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Joseph, the worst decision that has been made in the NFL since January 1st is... Mine is a bit layered, so this might not count. It's the same team that has made a, the, the multiple mistakes at the same position. Mm. It's going to start with Arizona trading the number two pick to the Houston Texans so that they could draft C.J. Stroud. Okay, mm-hmm. That's what's going to end up happening. Was that, so They traded up for three, right? Well, it was Will Anderson they were trading up they for. They traded up for three. Okay, yeah. eliminate that part because it was going to be layered into the fact that it was pick number 17 and now Houston ends up being so good that they're going to draft down there. All right, forget about that part of it then. You're right. They came up for Anderson. It's starting, Arizona starting Kyler Murray and bringing him back Mm. and winning that game against Atlanta and costing themselves Caleb Williams. Because everything they have done at the quarterback position to just keep rallying around Kyler Murray, it's going to end up burning them down the line. Like, he's not going to be the culture guy. He's not going to be the leader. He's not going to be the guy that sets the example. He's not going to end up doing the work. He's not going to change. Everything he's ever done has just been reinforced that he's doing it the right way. And when they were sitting there in the driver's seat for the number one pick in Caleb Williams, everything was set for them. Everything. And then they decided to bring him back. They beat Atlanta. And now Carolina is the worst team in the NFL, which means the Bears have the number one pick. I think that's the biggest mistake anybody's made. They could have moved on from Kyler Murray, traded him this offseason, and gone to Caleb Williams. And instead, for some reason, they had to bring him back, win this game, and it's going to just set them back years, in my opinion. For me, it is what... Uh, we had Kevin touch on briefly, and that is what the Jets did. Not in trading for Aaron Rodgers, uh, but by letting him dictate that the quarterback was going to be Zach Wilson basically after he got hurt, and he was going to be the backup quarterback all along. For me, that's where you ran into a problem. Not that you expect Aaron Rodgers to get hurt because he doesn't necessarily have that history. It's horrible luck, but you still had a chance to fix it. You still had a chance to try to salvage the season to a degree. They are entirely too talented to have let this get away from them and give up a year. Because these these years, <laughs> I, I can't think of any other way to say it. They don't grow on trees when you have this much talent and a nope. chance to win. And when you give one up, after a bad injury, four plays in by just riding it out with the same guy, 
that's a that's a massive mistake, especially when you see somebody else go in like Josh Dobbs and have success very quickly with another offense. All right, Evan Wilner, what is your worst decision of the year? Yeah, I don't think the Patriots should have brought back Bill Belichick after the debacle with the offense coordinator. Robert Kraft had an easy out after last season. He ruined a young quarterback by bringing in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to be his offensive coordinators. That would have been an easy out for Robert Kraft to get out of Bill Belichick and fire him and move on, and they could have been in position this year to start rebuilding. Instead, this offseason, they are now in position to start their rebuild a year later. A little bit of a scorcher there. Little bit of a scorch. I don't know take. if it would have been an easy out. Yeah. I know Patriot fans, even when they started slow this season, weren't necessarily calling for Bill's job. Now they are. Yeah. So I don't know if it would have been an easy out because people would have said, man, that was kind of quick that they got rid of Belichick. It's going to turn out to have been a horrible decision. You're right. Bel- I don't. Belichick I, always got rid of guys a year too early, not a year too late. There you go. Kraft should have taken his own advice and gotten rid of him. The great That's irony. Fair. The yeah. great irony there. Speaking of the great irony, handmade. <laughs> what is your. Worst mistake of the NFL season. I'm going to go to March when the Giants uh, gave the contract to Daniel Jones, $82 million guaranteed. Who had Tommy DeVito winning more games as starting quarterback for the New York Giants this season than Daniel Jones? I know he got the ACL injury, but, I mean, Brian Dable's job is going to be on the line now, and it's Daniel Jones your quarterback. (laughs) I I love the fact that the quarterback of the New York Giants is basically the situation. Yeah. That's basically where we are right now. This is where we should be. We The There's Jersey Paulie Shore Dave. has finally infiltrated the NFL. They did it in New York City of all places. This is one of the great storylines this year. I want yeah, Brian. Dave. I love DeVito. I want Brian Dable to hire Snooki. I want her on the staff. <laughs> Bring in the Snookster. <laughs> That's basically what we're doing. I'm a Jersey guy. You don't get more Jersey than Tommy DeVito. Chicken parms around, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So it's your turn right now. Worst decision of the NFL season since January 1st. Xavier in Charlotte will start us off on ESPN Radio. Xavier, what say you? Uh, Three quick things. Number one, uh, the fact that we gave away our first round pick to the Chicago Bears. I feel like if we gave maybe Baker Mayfield or Sam uh, Sam Darnold one more ride and tank the season, we could have that first round pick, first draft pick next season uh, for the 24 and 25 season. Um, Second one, the fact that we didn't pick up C.J. Stroud. We see how he's doing in his rookie year and – I mean, I know there's a lot of arguments, but I feel like as a taller quarterback, you have a more successful season. And one more thing, I don't think that we should have fired Frank Wright. I mean, I know the season is bad, but just to do it in midseason is just bad for Bryce John to now have to figure out what new offense that I have to uh, accomplish to finish out the season. I tell you what, Tepper's doing a great job after the fact of getting all the information out there through about 10 different reporters right now. What a mess. What a mess. Who had them earmarked as the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL by this point in the season? They look awful. Ownership looks awful. Coaching looks awful. The play looks awful. The quarterback looks like a swing and a miss. To get that quarterback who looks like a swing and a miss, it costs you next year's first-round pick. I mean, all the way around, you're looking at Carolina going, where the hell did you guys come from? They're they're going to end up. Like, if you're Ben Johnson right now, uh, Ben Johnson? Yeah, yeah. offensive coordinator yeah. Detroit Lions. The, who he apparently went hard after last year. That's one of the little leaks that you're hearing coming out of Carolina. They really wanted Ben Johnson, but they couldn't get him. He said no. 
Well, why would you go there now if you're Ben Johnson? If you're Ben Johnson, why would you pass on the Charger job to go to Carolina? Yeah. Like the Charger job, I understand the Spanos family's cheap. You're not going to get the best contract, but it's going to be fully guaranteed. You've got Herbert. They're going to let you coach the whole way out. Like they'll show you they're not going to fire you early. So unless you want to work for for all the or not work for the money, that's fine. But most of these guys, they want to work. They're competitors. So you're going to get to do the full, full money while you're there. You got Justin Herbert at quarterback. Like that's an appealing job. You get to live in L.A. You're not even under any pressure in L.A. The local media is not coming after you at any turn in Los Angeles. You're fine. That is a great job to have. Lucas, Fort Myers, Florida next. ESPN Radio, nice. Carlin versus Joe. Lucas, what do you got? Man, they should have fired Todd Bowles a long time ago. Already cost the Buccaneers three wins, and I'm still mad about thing week four when he chose to take a knee and not kick the field goal before halftime. This dude is the most scariest coach I ever seen. I tell you what, fire yes, him, please. Yesterday, and it was more Dave Canales than him. Yesterday, Baker Mayfield gets hurt on the first series uh, on a quarterback sneak. They bring in Kyle Trask, who's 250 pounds, and they don't even run a quarterback sneak. There's I'm a second down and goal. There's like, so much of that. I mean, even even John Harbaugh didn't have it figured out yesterday in Baltimore. Baltimore moves to the line of scrimmage and snaps the ball slower than anybody in the NFL. It takes forever for them to do it. They're not in any rush. And yet on third and long, when Jackson seemingly gets the first down, all of a sudden, rather than review it, which probably would have led to a first down, they rush to the line of scrimmage, they go wildcat with Gus Edwards, and then they get stuffed, and everyone's looking at it. So how many mistakes can you make in one decision? Yeah. Number one, go for the challenge, but you didn't want to do it. Number two, if you're going to go, you don't want the ball in the hands of your MVP quarterback. You want Gus Edwards taking it out of the shotgun, which everyone knows what that means. He's just going to run it right up the middle. Like, there's nothing about that play. There's nothing about that decision-making process that makes any sense. All you did was everything you could to get that ball back to the Chargers. So much for Snooky. Like What's a little, wrong? A little, uh, little uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones situation here with the Giants. Giants GM Joe Shane said moments ago, the expectations is that when Daniel Jones is healthy, he will be our starting quarterback. And no thanks. How about that? No thanks, Shane. We understand where you're at. We want DeVito. At this point in the season, we all want DeVito. Giants fans want DeVito. We who aren't Giants fans want DeVito. More of the family, more of DeVito. He's an interesting story, and your team stinks. Don't go back to the guy who stinks for a stinky situation. Ride with DeVito. They're winning games. You just beat the Patriots. One could make the point that was a greater upset than what we saw in the Super Bowl that year. One could make the point. It wouldn't be a good point, but one could make the point. Worst points have been made. Yeah, there have been way worse takes than that one. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We will get more of your calls in on this. The single worst decision made in the NFL since January 1st. We've gotten great response. Lines are open now at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Up next, oh, part one, takeoff. That's right after I have this and I alone from Indeed. <laughs> Good friend. I just want to show you we're in person together. It does say What, it. what does yeah. it say on top of the paper there? In bold capital letters to be read by Carlin if possible. If possible. Right. If not possible, it's implied just burn it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be endorsed if it's Fortinball. 
If you need to hire, you need a partner by your side. Every step of the way, Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to direct, or to rather to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you sponsor a job post, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description, and you can then conveniently schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from Indeed's hiring platform. Start today. Get $75 in credits toward your first sponsored job. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. Let's roll. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. It is takeoff where we get your takes fast and furious off of every game yesterday. We get you our takes, I should say, because what we have to say is clearly much more important. Yes. Ravens 20, Chargers 10. A uh, bit of a snoozer at times last night, but I'll say this. Well, you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, uh, who is very much alive in the MVP, very at the, very much at the top of the favorites. There are times he really just does not look like an MVP at all. I tell you, Brandon Staley, like football, should take out a restraining order on Brandon Staley, as bad <laughs> as he is. Like he should not be allowed within. 500 feet of any football field ever. That Baltimore defense is a championship caliber defense. They are the best defense in the NFL. I don't care if there are some metrics out there that say Cleveland's the best. Cleveland on the road is not very good defensively. And that was shown again yesterday. This Raven defense is the best in the business. When you have the best defense in the NFL, minimum, minimum, you should be in the final four. Minimum. Lamar Jackson has more pressure on him than any player in the NFL this season. It is time for him to deliver. He's got the new OC. He's got the weapons. He's got the defense. He's got the coaching. He's got a top seed. This is the year that he has to deliver in the postseason. Not win a Super Bowl, but you're one in three lifetime in the playoffs. This is the year you got to make the run. You have to do it. Eagles 37, Bills 34. Josh Allen was outstanding, but it wasn't enough because the other guy, Jalen Hurts, made one more play, and that's what the Eagles do. They make one more play. They're a great football team. They make mistakes along the way, but they are still able to overcome them because they have a championship pedigree to them. They have the widest margin of error for any team in the NFL, which is a brilliant thing to have if you're going to be competing for a championship. There aren't many teams that can fall into the hole that they fell in at Kansas City, that they fell in yesterday against the Bills, and still come back to win those games. The Eagles always have a chance to win because they have so much talent on both sides of the ball, and Jake Elliott is an extremely dangerous 
weapon. 59-yard field goal with a waterlogged ball in the rain to get that game to overtime yesterday. Absolutely fantastic. They got a wide margin for error, but I'll note this. Seven and one in one-score games this season. The dam could eventually break on all that good fortune. You mentioned the field goal. I'm sorry. That is up there. That is up there with Vinatieri in the snow against the Raiders in the tuck rule game. That's how good that kick was. Fantastic kick. Yesterday. Colts 27, Buccaneers 20. Uh, your boy was on that call yesterday with the Colts and Bucks in Indianapolis. And let me just say this. The Bucks defense is atrocious. Uh. Uh, just absolutely awful. They started 3-1, and one, and they're giving up 18 points a game. Since then, they have dropped 6 out of 7. And their defense, Joe, is just not it, uh, getting it done at all. They're giving up nearly 400 yards of offense, and that's exactly what they gave up yesterday. You know what? Let's hear from your boy. Hit it. You got it? No? Never mind. Play action. Minshew to throw. Lobs it over the middle. Wide open is Mo Alley. Caps down inside the 30. And down to the 20-yard line. Right on the numbers on the right side. Servassier Dennis took him to the ground. It's a 31-yard pickup. And they absolutely sold the play action. Servassier Dennis. So delicious. You tried to set yourself up and it yeah. all fell apart on you immediately. Yeah, that was, was hilarious. It was, it was just golden. Don't you blame Here's the, the hand man for that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I blame myself. It's a good call. Outside of the, my joke. Yeah. Very good call there. And that was a great play call, too. It was. Uh, yes, it was. And I'll tell you, Shane Steichen, he's got some stones. He's got some what, what is going on here with Indianapolis? They are 6-5. and five. They're nuts. currently a playoff team. They've got this rookie head coach. They drafted Anthony Richardson, lost him to injury early in the year. They're riding Gardner Minshew. They had the Jonathan Taylor drama. They got everything going on with Jim Irsay threatening to sue first take. <laughs> all this stuff. We don't talk about them. We don't talk about the Colts at all. And yet here they are. I've never seen a team with more storylines and a playoff berth at the moment get less run than the Indianapolis Colts. I've never seen a player get cut, still look to play. He's, you know, Shaq Leonard was drafted in, what, 2018? And he got cut. And he's up in the luxury box, and they're honoring him in the first time out during the game. It's fascinating what's annoyed. going on in I mean, it's, it is bizarre. Let's move on. Jaguars 24. Texans 21. Yeah, I felt for the Texans yesterday, but you know what? You cannot rely on Matt Amendola from 58 to try to tie the game. Put yourself in a better situation than that. And as a result, it bounced off the crossbar. The Jaguars, they needed to win that game in the worst way after they got embarrassed by the Texans earlier this year. That was a reputation game for Trevor Lawrence. That was a reputation game. You cannot be the next big thing in that division. Have the deck set for you coming off that play off birth last year, look around and have C.J. Stroud rolling as a rookie to the lowly Texans and surge right past you in MVP voting, in MVP recognition with a team that's going to beat you out for the division. Trevor Lawrence has gotten a lot of leeway in terms of what the expectations were for him coming into his career and what's happened so far. He And that's mainly because he's in Jacksonville. He's played great, and yesterday was a great performance in a in a reputation spot more than anything else. They needed that win in a bad, bad way. Chiefs 31, 
Raiders 17. Uh, according to The Athletic, Marcus Peters has been waived after he was benched yesterday against the Chiefs by the Raiders. So it looks like he's on his way out. And the Chiefs down 14 nothing. as I said earlier. Uh, I never had a doubt because I looked up and I wasn't the only one on ESPN bet. I'm looking live line. All right, they're down two touchdowns. There were still three-point favorites. In the moment, there were still three-point favorites down by two touchdowns. Marcus Peters is going to generate a lot of interest because he did have a pick six recently and he's had a lot of exciting plays in his career and he's also been named a first-team All-Pro, I believe, four separate times, if not five separate times. He's had an elite career. He's not a culture guy. No. All right? He's already been on, what, five teams? He's played for the Chiefs. He's played for the Rams. He's played for the Ravens. He's played for the Raiders. And now he's going to be headed to a fifth team. I'm just saying, be very careful because there are playoff teams that are going to look to bring him in. I don't know if he's going to be the guy you want on the sidelines in a crucial situation late in games. Broncos 29, Browns 12. Russell Wilson threw for a touchdown, ran for another. Give him credit. He has played well. Sean Payton has gotten that thing turned around. They have won five in a row. They are now six and five on the year as they took care of the Browns. And it got a little ugly for the Browns. They lost DTR at one point, And then Miles Garrett left with a sling. That's not good. Browns defense got pushed around a little bit in that game. I had the under there, so I was paying very close attention to the defenses. The bet didn't work out for me, but the Browns were getting pushed around way more than you would expect. That defense is great at home. On the road, they have been very suspect this season. Keep that in mind with wagering moving forward. As for the Broncos, every media member, myself at the forefront, has to stand up and say, had it wrong. We were calling for Sean Payton. We were calling for Russell Wilson. We were crushing those guys early in the year. They have gotten better and better every single week. They deserve a lot of credit for all the heat they took early in the season. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Getting it done. Brought to you by Granger. And in fact, yes, it was. Our guy getting it done yesterday and Russell Wilson with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. In moments, someone turned Thanksgiving into a horror movie this year. Like legit, there's a Thanksgiving horror movie. But one NFL fan base, they were already there. That's next. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Close, but no cigar over the weekend. We had 10 picks. We went four and six down 2.6 units. Overall, 87 wins, 86 defeats, two draws, down 7.93 units. Got to turn it around. It begins right now. Asar Thompson of the Detroit Pistons has a matchup against the Wizards tonight. He's a rookie. We're going to play him over eight and a half rebounds in this matchup. It's a cheap price because he only had seven and six rebounds over his last two games, but he got in foul trouble in one of those games and the other game was a blowout. So his minutes were down a little bit. This is a guy averaging 9.8 rebounds per game on the season. He's had at least seven rebounds in 15 of 16 games. So he has a really high floor and Washington ranks dead last in the NBA in rebounding percentage. Asar Thompson over eight and a half rebounds, minus 110, pizza money number one. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I like the fact that we can hang out a little bit later. We're going to go watch a game somewhere and yeah, maybe get a little uh, prop action, get a little proppy. Action, a lot of action tonight. If the show's getting together and we got to find a place to go where we can go together, have some food, get some action down, 
I think it's going to be a nice little night. I think we're going to have a lot of action, too. It's a degenerate group we've got here. Yes, it is. Uh, listen, I have to tell you, it takes a special level of horrible organization to not just mismanage things for, I don't know, 50 years at this point, but along the way to manage to ruin a national holiday at least once every 10 years. And that's what the New York Jets have done. (laughs) I was wondering where this was going. The New York Jets are amazing. Think back since 94, I believe it was 1994. Meadowlands, Old Giant Stadium, Thanksgiving weekend. This is an all-timer. He's trying to get everybody on the line of scrimmage. Now, he still has one timeout. They'll save that for the field goal. If they have to. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! You know what the Jets were thinking? He's going to take the ball and throw it into the ground. They stopped. They all stopped. If you take a look at it, the offensive linemen, all they did was stand up. And Marino says to Ingram, I mean, that's the communication that they have. You saw fire on the two-point conversion. Tell Marino from the back of his hand, hey, throw the ball to me. Now, here's Ingram for his fourth touchdown. They just, I mean, this is a beautiful play. The fake spike. That was Thanksgiving weekend, 1994. Marvin Paul McGuire on the call. Then, of course, we just celebrated the anniversary last week, Thanksgiving night, 11 years ago. Oh, years ago, we talked to Tom Moore, then at Indianapolis, the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play here, and then, oh, no. and then Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose, and it's alive. I have never seen this before in my life. Watch this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore back into his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people, forklift them and just lift them off the ground. Mark Sanchez not expecting it, and it was the backside of Brandon Moore (laughs) that knocked the ball out. The The butt fumble. The backside. Collinsworth is doing everything he can to not call it a butt fumble. But but think about it at the beginning. I want you to go back. Just listen to Collinsworth kind of in the background of Al Michaels in the beginning here as it happens. Listen for the chuckle and the guffaw. (laughs) Years ago, we talked to Tom Moore, then at Indianapolis, the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play here. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that's not an oh, no. He's wide open deep. It's not one of those oh, no's. It's an oh, no of this one's going to make the Sports Center not top 10. And then the other day, they did it again. They did it again. Black Friday, the Jets and the Dolphins. It's the Hail Mary. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line, and that's intercepted for Miami. On the return. And running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. Poor Bob O'Shusen. Bobby on the call on 98.7 ESPN in New York. One of the great fish fans out there. Yes, big fish fan. But I... Could have used some of the things they had at fish shows that night yeah. watching that game again. Alter yourself a little bit. The, yeah, I think Bob had the butt fumble, too, on radio. Um, uh, is, it the, is it the Hell Mary? What are we going with? Hell Mary was what I heard, which I thought was fantastic. And then that was moments after it occurred. So I have not heard anything else that has rivaled that yet, but I'm open to suggestions. I'm not locking it on Hell Mary. It just sounds great. Have you ever seen an organization that, 
it's a bad organization, okay? And I, I truly do feel for them because I have too many Jet fan friends who have been through too much pain in their lives, and they do not deserve this. I have no sympathy for Greeny in this because he was running his mouth at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I challenged him. I said he was trying to be basically a totalitarian dictator with everybody on the show, and if they said anything negative about the Jets, he was making them hold the Aaron Rodgers jersey, and here we are. And now Greeny's off in Prague somewhere, not even paying attention to what's going on. Now, I, I, as far as the Jets are concerned, now, all my Jet fan friends who are going through this kind of pain, like, they don't deserve this. But have you ever seen an organization that has singularly ruined a holiday more than the Jets have <laughs> with Thanksgiving? Like, that, well, about this. the Jets have ruined Thanksgiving more than the Detroit Lions. <laughs> That's saying something, given the frequency with which the Lions have the opportunity to ruin Thanksgiving, which, by the way, bravo to kick off Thanksgiving, to let the Packers come into your house and just smack you around for four quarters. Bravo, Detroit, from top to bottom. Not necessarily the topic here. The Jets don't even play every year on Thanksgiving, yeah. and they've ruined it. But you use the term ruin. That's for their own fans. For the rest of us, it's just delightful. <laughs> the, the problem here, and this is where, like, if you're Woody Johnson, I just don't get it. You are a joke of an organization. And I'm not saying that to, like, get people to say, I can't believe he said that. You are the punchline. We're, we created a radio segment today to laugh at you because of what you do on Thanksgiving. The Marino spike, okay, he beats you. The butt fumble, all right. And then this. Like, like at every turn, people laugh at the Jets. That's what you're known for. What are the Eagles known for? What are the Chiefs known for? What are the Ravens known for? The Jets are known as just being a punchline. That's all they are when it comes to football. They are a punchline organization, and there's nothing they can do to correct that. It's so unfortunate for the fans because they deserve so much better. But they're just a joke. They're an absolute joke. Watching that game when Tua threw that pick six, as someone who bet the Dolphins, I'm sitting there going, what is McDaniel thinking? And again, why is Tua still a top five candidate for MVP? He's not that good. Yeah, His receivers will take the ball 80 yards for a touchdown. His team has won games. He's okay. He's above average. He's not an MVP by any stretch. And yet they're up 10 nothing. Let the Jets lose this game. No, Tua throws a pick six. If you're the Jets, you have to be on cloud nine that you're going to go to the half down one what is that, 10-7? Yeah. You're going to be fine. Or, But then they miss the extra point, right? Because wasn't it 10-6? They go out there, they blow the extra point, and then the pick six, hell Mary. Wow. Like, it's just a joke at this point. I can't believe the fans who root for them continue to root for them. It's shocking to me that a fan base could tolerate this much from an organization because at every turn, like even Salah all year, Zach's our guy. He gives us the best chance to win. It's so insulting to have to listen to that if you're a fan, right? Well, let's ask Evan Wilner. Uh, on the Salah point, because Pete Carroll, they quit on Pete Carroll after the fake spike and he got fired. Yeah. By the Jets. They fired him right after that season. It was his only season. They were 6-5, and five and they ended up going 6-10, and 10, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Pete's only proven to be a loser of a head coach, yeah, right? Terrible. College, pro, he right. can't get it done. No. And then the butt fumble, obviously, Rex survived that because he had just gotten a back-to-back AFC Championship games. Right. Does Salah survive this? Is this, like, if they quit and don't win another game, does Salah come back next season? I think he does, I, because they can't keep changing it, and they have an easy out on it this year. I, I have been saying from the beginning, if you lose that locker room, 
you're you're going to end up losing your job. That was the only thing he needed to do this year. No one was expecting him to win, but he can't lose the locker room. He's losing the locker room. Hand Those man. guys, it is it is a clown show of the highest proportion. Handman, uh, ten seconds. You're a Jet fan. Your take? Salah stay? No, I think he should go. Uh, I want I want to move on from Salah. You're I'm done. Frustrated with him. You're done. Coaching's been bad. Yeah, it hasn't been great. And it, you know what it is. You get caught up in it sometimes. I feel like just the the aura that is around the Jets when plays like that happen can suck you into it and bring down your level of even coaching, frankly. And I think that's happened. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.